0: What is going on, everybody? It's your girl, Pam with 2200 Taps. Hey, I don't, we have a show today, and I have no idea where the hell it's going to go, but I don't even really care because I am joined today by two guys, uh, one of which I was stationed with a while back, and he was actually on the show uh, probably when we had seasons, like second season or something. Uh, and then another dude that I met recently, who's his roommate. Uh, it's, not a, it's not like that, but they are definitely very close. They are work husbands. Um,. <laughs> <laughs> and <clears throat> excuse me. The reason I brought them on today is we were kind of shooting the shit l- last week, and uh, they're they're about nine hours ahead of us. So when we were talking, we were just just going. I'm like, why are we not recording this? So that's why we're doing this. So uh, we're gonna kind of pick up where we left off, and who know who the hell knows where this is gonna go. But it's very much related to our topic. And before I keep rambling on, I want to formally introduce to you guys Drew and TJ. What's up, dudes? What's
1: going on? Yep. Living the dream.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Waking up in nightmares. Right. Yeah. We're uh, dry February. I made it a whole 18 hours.
1: Uh, hey, I made 70.
2: You years. did. You made, yeah, yeah. I didn't even make it that long. Uh, it was good. It was Cheers good. to sobriety. Yeah. For 18 hours. Hmm.
0: Yeah. Cheers. As they down their whiskey and I down my coffee.
1: <clears throat> well, I have a coffee cup that says on the outside, might be whiskey, so.
2: <laughs> oh, Urp.
1: my God.
0: Well, hey, thank you guys for joining us. They are actually in a undisclosed location. We're not going to give away their their uh, location because it's called OPSEC. And there's a lot more other stuff there that they won't even share with me. And I really don't want to know because I don't want any FBI or anybody tapping on my door. So with that, they are currently <laughs> active duty. And that's why I said that uh but they have definitely dealt firsthand what it's like on the inside with mental health and uh you know drew go back to Drew's story like i said season season two had him and his wife um drew lost his father-in-law to suicide and after talking uh, to you tj you know and and drew last week we were just literally kind of sharing our own experiences so i um i'm glad you guys joined in or joining us excuse me it's like eight o'clock my time feels like eight but anyways um I just, you know, the table's open, dude. The floor's open. We're just going to, like I said, shoot the shit and kind of see where it goes. How about that? Sick. All right, cool. So with that, we, I mean, we were all talking about our own stories, our personal experiences. So let's kind of pick up with that. If any of you two knuckleheads remember what you're even saying.
1: <laughs> that that was so many sleeps ago. Oh, man. I know. Well, I know. I, like, we, we, we talked about cruise. And uh, yeah. a lot of, uh, love out about uh, the individual that really pushed that. Like, granted, Cruz did what he did, but uh, he was definitely pushed to the extreme. But by- I ever see that motherfucker. And for yeah.
0: those that the, for those that don't know Cruz, pick them up to speed. The short, short version of who he was to you. <laughs>
1: Uh, short story long, or long story short, uh, Jonathan Cruz was a uh, gunner's mate uh, in, in the Coast Guard, and uh, him and I, we, we were friends in North Carolina uh, for about. He was there for about two years, and uh, we we can be, be uh, distant friends. Um, good guy, uh, always always wore his uh, his emotions on 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 his. Uh, his cuff as it were um just always wanted to do the best he possibly could he was he was definitely a performer type individual um and he moved down to key west and got stuck on an frc and ah, i think it was like right out of, right around like their six month inspection yeah they're they're Warming inspection or stand up inspection, whatever that's called. Yeah, this is when
2: they were just starting to pull in and yeah. you know, get that uh, program started. Yeah, he
1: was so he was them. just put under a a bunch of synthetic stress that he just didn't know how to cope with, and thought there was a better plan to no longer burden anyone and checked the pistol out of the armory, went out to his forerunner, and you know, Jackson Pollocked the interior of his car.
0: So. so he did it. He actually did it with a uh, an issued firearm.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. With the uh, with a SIG. Yeah. Holy crap, um, dude! Yeah, it uh, that thing got boxed up, shipped out to Crane, Indiana, and it, as far as I know, is either still in possession or is uh, waiting for destruction. So.
0: <clears throat> so let me ask you this, TJ: You're did you know Cruz personally?
2: So I had kind of like a weird sixth degree of separation from him, where I went to a school with his brother. Oh, okay,
0: um,
2: Went the a school with his brother. I went. I worked for the warrant officer who was the first gunner to find out what had happened through a phone call from the uh, a commanding officer on that boat within like minutes of occurring. Uh, and then one of the guys that, that a good buddy of mine was in Seattle with Cruz relayed the story of, of how, or with, with Nate, I should say, relayed the story to you know, they called Nate in and to the chief's mess, And Nate said, he already knew it was like, my brother killed himself, didn't he? So, he, you know, so he was kind of separated from it, but it was knowing his brother and his personality. Um, I assume that, that, you know, Nate and John were pretty similar where they were both go-getters. Uh, Nate's still in, I've been, uh, I've, Almost met him uh, when I was stationed at the academy. He was going through OCS. So he went to the dark side. But, um,
0: <laughs> wow. you know,
2: he followed a member of ours that I know, uh, his footsteps. So it was kind of, it was hard on me, even though I didn't know John directly. I knew how it affected his brother, you know, indirectly. I hadn't talked in eight years, but, you know, that's got to be hard to lose lose a brother like that. So that was it. Was that was a tough month? Um, there was a, a string for the gunner's Mate world where we lost a lot of significant people yeah. either to accidents or suicides. There was like what four or five in that one month. We had well, we uh, had one the, the wreck. that we yes. Yeah, so the motorcycle wreck was somebody who I knew directly. In there, fact, I still have his there were two office. suicides. There was cruiser and then shortly after or shortly before there was the gunner yeah
1: gunner yeah and then, yeah it's crazy
0: so let me ask y'all this because both of y'all <clears throat> excuse me both of y'all are in a what we would consider a supervisor role and oh. you guys have subordinates you guys have people you've got in but here's the flip side right you guys were in a role back then where you you had an opportunity to talk to whether it was sism or somebody or what have you right D- depending how directly you were involved with with cruz's death right did you feel safe or did you even consider seeking some kind of help when this this shit was going whether it was with him or somebody else that you may have known or you know what i'm saying like did you feel like safe enough to do that did you feel safe to go to your supervisors and if so or if not, now that you're supervisors, how are you showing up for your subordinates? Does that make sense? Mm.
1: Yeah, no, not not get you. Um, uh, I've always had the ability to talk to someone, um, but the I, I came into the Coast Guard like right at the tail end of the old guard, mm-hmm. you know. Spending, um. The whole, go, you have to go out, but you don't have to come back. Um, yeah. Kind of my... Um, and also where I grew up, like, you just, like, men didn't really flex out their their feelings all that well. Um, you know, and not not to say that they couldn't, but it's just, like, you just didn't. Um, so, like, every time... You know, Sism would come around like like when, when Wiley when Wiley passed. Yeah. Um you know, we we had all the support there if we wanted to talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh if anything, I wanted to talk to a bottle of whiskey and go handle it my own damn way. Um, um there was no there's no like, oh, do you want to talk it out? It'll just feel better if you get it off your chest. Like uh, no,
2: hmm.
1: because if I talk, just keep revisiting it, kind of like pick ab, like if you keep picking at it, out, it's never going to heal. Um, but like the older I get too, though, on the other side of that coin, the older I get, the more I'm like, you know, it is kind of cathartic to get shit out. I just, I think I it, commands always want to try and do and cover their ass and like, Hey, we're making this available to you but they do it, like, right after the incident. I I don't want to fucking talk right then. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I want to talk, like, six months to a year, year and a half, two years after the fact. That way I can process everything and, you know, maybe get my feces consolidated. So I... The Coast Guard does have, like, probably the right programs in place but they just kind of ram them down your fucking throat. They do, or they, it's lip
2: service, and that's it. Ooh, yeah. You know, and that's pretty much where where it ends.
1: Over their ass. Right, you know? it's just yeah. that way, hey, it's a check in box, it's to yeah. make something green on, did, on a, on a spreadsheet. Did you call the chaps and have him come down to talk right. to their crew? Like, so sure that's,
0: I'm glad, ooh, the way you put that, TJ, that's like probably one of the best ways I've heard somebody sum it up. It's lip service and that's about it to, to cover their much, ass.
2: Now where my perspective of the employee assistance program comes to personal experiences. I've been in it pretty much on, on the regular, uh, every couple of years, something usually comes up, uh, since 2010, whether that's divorce one or divorce two, whatever number that you're up to, uh, you know, whatever notches you have in your belt. Mm-hmm. Some of us more, no. um, or uh, where, unfortunately or fortunately, because everybody that I know has survived, where I've intervened in three different suicides throughout my career already. My first year of being a first class, I had to um, participate in retrieving a firearm from my direct subordinate. You know, so that's, it's definitely something that I'm very intimately familiar with, having that one was a little more difficult because I knew him very well. We hung out together. Um, he helped me, my, that was going on time and, uh, and that was kind of a, we got through it and I made sure to point him in the right directions that, you know, where I didn't, I had a little bit of guidance, Mm -hmm. able to give him a lot more guidance than even I had, you know, when I was a GM three GM two going through, going through crisis. So, um, I know two two out of three of the people that that I intervened with, they are still serving and are still in um, a very productive life and will probably continue to. So it's not – I'm not going to say that they'll never attempt again. Something else kind of push them over the edge, but at least I know for the time being um, they'll be perfectly fine. And the first person that I intervened with, they were – they got out of the military and as far as i know we're still living a very productive lives so um suicide easy easy for me to to joke about you know my favorite joke is you know you want to go paint these ceilings like michelangelo or kirk covain uh that's my go-to one uh but you know I, it has been something that i've dealt with and uh, i do take it serious when someone says hey this is what i'm thinking about doing where if the signs are there some will perk up and like oh this is this isn't a joke. This is serious. They, mm-hmm. they need some help. So.
0: so it sounds like between you two and actually all three of us, it's more than just lip service. We've all, I mean, Drew, I think about your story. TJ, I think about what you've shared with us already. And I'm just like, fuck, dude. Like, this is what, this is what, this is how we can give back through our own traumas, right? And our own pains. It's like, dude, I've been there. I get it. I know you're hurting. It doesn't have to end up that way. Right. But it doesn't mean and this is what we were talking about last week. Ah, light bulb. It doesn't mean it ever goes away for us. And we have our own things. And you guys, you can take us as far as you want on how you want to share this because, hey, this is a worldwide podcast. Who's going to hear it? Right. But if you feel safe enough to share whatever, we're here, you know, and I know for me personally, if I hit those dark spots again, it's just like, dude, I'd rather not be here you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Like it never freaking goes away ever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, especially like being over here nine hours away. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, my, 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 wife and kids are literally like my grounding point They're, they're, they're the ones that I like keep coming back to. I don't want to upset. You know, I do have, like, my dark moments of, like, man, let's just hit that permanent checkout button, you know? And I always think about, like, well, shit. Do I want to do to my daughter what my father-in-law did to my wife? Do do I want to do something extreme to my wife who has already lost her father to suicide, who had been exposed and been around suicide, you know, don't want to do that to her. I mean, how 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 bad is that going to jack her up? And something that I I I, I told my wife uh, a few years ago was um, I live my life for ghosts. Well, I mean by that is like looking back at my at my grandfather, my and my grand grandmother, and all these people that had passed away in my life, that really meant a lot to me you know just thinking about like would they be proud of me like am i doing the right thing like you know just trying to like live for ghosts and finally i got to a point of wanting to live for myself and now i want to live for my kids um so yeah i don't want to screw my kids up because i'm dealing with a temporary situation and take a permanent solution to it. Um, and oddly enough, and it's, it's a complete ripoff line of le- lethal weapon, but like, you know why I don't do it, man? The job, the fucking job. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm getting too old for this shit. I am getting,
0: <laughs> I thought that was going to be it.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. like, uh, Mel Gibson tells uh, Danny Glover like the reason why I don't put bullets in my head is because of the job the fucking job man Like, that's kind of like I do it for the job I mean I also do it for my kids and my wife but like what would I by me just peeling my muffin cap back what would that do to like some like gm3 gm2 like oh fuck like he just couldn't handle the stress right i'm gonna be able to do it or 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 maybe they'll have like a complete and total opposite reaction like pussy (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) which is happening
1: i hated that guy anyways like i i don't know but it's Um, it's
0: funny you say that though real quick because a couple days ago was the the two-year anniversary of a death One of my mentors who survived his first suicide attempt got back in the ring. He like fought his ass off for literally thousands of people. Helped me take it off the table. He ended up committing suicide two years ago. And let me tell you when, when your mentor or supervisor in this role, right? When somebody you look up to that helped you fight your own demons and heal from it. When they succumb to their own. Let me let me tell you that is a mind fucking yeah. in of itself cuz it's like well if he couldn't make it am I going to be able to make it. Just like you said. And it's it's so crazy dude. It's so free, like the human mind is freaking crazy. But with that, TJ, you – let me ask you, do you have any kids by chance?
2: No, not, not Thank Christ. Christ. Not you that didn't I can
0: reproduce, right? So, right? So
1: let me uh, uh, Yeah, okay. <laughs> I can do it. Uh, yeah, do you want a decent or
2: well,
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, the damn- they're, they're topping off their booze. Oh, yeah. That means these questions need to get a little bit more spicier. No, uh, um, uh, while he's getting you your drink, Drew was talking about how he he's chose to fight for himself and live for himself, and now he's living for his kids and his wife. You, there's some listeners that are like, well, I'm not married. I don't have a spouse. I don't have kids, so what do I do? So right. can I lean on you for that it, one?:
2: It would be easy for me to be like, "Fucking, I have had two completely failed marriages, you know. Um, I, I laugh. I'm like, you, know, Drew has like three times as much time being married to one person as I did if you ended <laughs> up combined all of my marriages. Um, oh. But then what do you look? Live- it's family, uh, mom, dad, there's, there's brothers, everybody. Uh, up and down the chain like you know I'm the only actor duty person in the family right now it probably will be until the next generation comes about um so there's that kind of like pride kind of thing for the family I love the family um there is the because just because what um, <laughs> the
0: fuck did you know, just put in your cup time out what did you Plus, just put in your glass you bourbon. Drew
2: Bourbon and then I got straight to because classy like that.
0: Drew topped... Oh my god. You guys need to get on but, YouTube to see what the hell he just put in front of the camera. He topped... Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, people usually put like a swig so they can yeah. sip. Drew, you might uh, as well I just t- brought the whole bottle you dope.
1: <laughs> well, I didn't want to get back up for another reason. I mean, I, I poured four fingers of booze <laughs>
0: Sorry.
2: Hold up. <laughs> your four fingers. Oh, no. That's that's, that's a mean, four, four fi-
0: That's three fingers for you.
2: Yeah. Two. Holy shit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> is that your bad hand? No, no. no. Oh, there it is.
1: <laughs> Steady's a rock. <laughs> yeah, but this is the more- one. <laughs> no, that's the <laughs> Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you, TJ. You were saying? Oh, that's
2: a. Um, so for really it's like family and family be blood related it can be um, if you're in a service or some sort of an activity, a club, an organization like that community, that can be your family. Yeah, yeah. there's been either whether, um, either either. whether it's a, a community like a community like some of the online stuff that I participate in um, that's military oriented but it's still. You know, they're, it's, it's like soiling Green, they're people too. Um, mm. You just got to find a, a group, even as an introvert myself, I have to find a group of people that's like, okay, I can't let them down. You know, um, and then if, let's just say, let's go crazy and say I'm the you're the only person alive on the planet, I would still find a way to live just because I had a raw spite for Mother Nature. I'd be like, fuck mm-hmm. you, i going to live as long as I can. <laughs> I think that's that Thing keeps me going more than anything else is just spite of like <laughs> no i'm gonna see how far i can go like my great-grandmother made it to 203 i'm gonna make it to 204 highly unlikely being the male in the family dumb shit i do but that's you know that's kind of the
1: goal i think i think we just found like the title of this uh this video what is giving it giving the middle finger <laughs> 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 giving what <laughs> giving mother nature the middle finger you know
0: hang on i'm gonna write <laughs> that i like that Giving mother that nature right? the middle finger, dude. I like that. I'm
1: not,
2: I I have no problem using pride as a, as a means of
1: just surviving. <sighs> I mean, personal pride is, is such a great and also it can be, dangerous. It can get you in
2: trouble, dementing thing. Yeah, it can get you in trouble. I, I'll admit that. You know my failed marriage part of it was a pride because I wanted to be like everybody else in the family, get married young, have kids, have the whole thing and have a military career and have, um, a bunch of ambitions at the same time. And that's not possible. You know, um, mm. you- what
0: active duty, man, just being active duty alone and married is not for the faint of heart
2: for either. Yeah. Mo- Sorry. Most of my, my grandparents, all my grandparents, my grandfathers, um, uh, couple of uncles, they've all did four now. Um, I think at this point, if you added up all of their time served, um, I've served longer than all of them combined. So it's, and it's, but take. T- it's, it's a cost. There's been a cost and some of it has been that I put my work before anything else mm-hmm. just because I loved it so much to the point where at this point, I enjoy what I do, but I'm burnt out on it. Not really like burnt out to the point where it doesn't really stimulate me as much as it did five, ten years ago. I am
1: right. looking forward to it. right oh, yeah.
2: and it's not the work that I don't like it's it's all the other stuff that comes <sighs> along with the job that they don't tell you about in the recruiting videos. yeah mm-hmm. you know um, or you know you go to the recruiting websites um, if, if I only had to do my job that I specifically that it says on those recruiting websites I would do this forever. But that's not all of it.
0: Well, they're not going to tell somebody they're trying to recruit for DC, like for example. Like, yeah, you get to do all this cool shit, but by the way, you're going to be cleaning shit. Like straight up. You're going to be in in the shithole cleaning some crap. We all Uh, have our thing, right? Because y'all are GMs. I was an MK. And it's like, I remember being hung upside down because I was smaller at the time, but I was the only female engineer. So those hard-to-reach places, guess who's going to be hung upside down to go reach them? (laughs) And you're just like, what? Or changing probes out of the the poopy tank or whatever. It's like, Jesus, this is nuts. So I don't know. I think it kind of makes you a little more saltier in a lot of good ways, but not so good ways. Uh, It's the politics for me, man. Like if we could just do our job and just do it, we're good. They're some politics, Throw are people that don't know what the F they're doing as far as investigations or this or that or sweeping shit under the rug.
2: Well, That's I mean we just had god dang, dude. That, uh, or just like, managing our day to day activities, like yeah. mm. questions with people like it went, and I joked things up about the ordinance world go, man, if we only had like a rate that did this stuff on a day to day basis and knew what they are talking about. Why mm-hmm. are you telling me what to? Do? Literally spent fourteen years of my life doing this, but somehow you, with a four-year degree, came out of an institution no more than I do. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I taught at that
1: institution. I know what they teach you guys there. Are
0: you talking about letter well, bars?
1: But, <laughs> yeah, but no. can you show me in writing? Yeah, where it says that, uh, like I could, I could, yeah. but I don't have mm-hmm. hours to waste on your ego trip.
2: Right. Yeah. Now they're not they're all funny. Some of the kids that I interacted with, they're going to be fantastic, but they are 1% of the individuals Great. that exist. They're the
1: smartest kids with Down syndrome. Oh, yes. Yeah.
0: Shut up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I remember... I was telling
2: like, GM guys. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: I feel like we're getting a glimpse of what it looks like in the GM locker, in the gun locker with you guys.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Minus the alcohol. No no, uh, no 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 no,
0: so, no, no, no we never right. do that. Although we had somebody do that not in Sabine, but I knew of a guy who posed in the gun locker with a gun and a bottle of jack and his ass got reamed and posted it on social media. Don't
2: do
0: that. Yeah, don't do that. Yes.
1: Uh last <laughs> year, hard eight hundred thousand swimmers and you were the fastest? Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: I think the booze is kicking in guys so
1: it's, it's great oh no i'm like the sober drunk doesn't matter you're definitely yeah. more
0: sober than when, when we we're the last time when we interviewed you hi i can't even talk <laughs> blah, blah, blah. you're definitely more sober this
1: time. uh beg, beg pardon Who, who's been drinking here
0: i don't know my i just got tongue-tied by coffee i don't know or got maybe, maybe it's coffee that's all. <laughs> Oh, hell. So what else is on the agenda? Thank y'all for sharing all that shit, by the way. I'm mean, like, good stuff.
1: Oh. <laughs> We're just barely ripping the Band-Aid off. Let me tell you what
2: I think about this. <laughs>
1: yeah. Up, kids. Yeah. Here comes the bumpy
2: ride. Oh, man. Stop. Uh-oh, T.G.'s think,
0: got his phone out.
2: Uh, this The schedule and stuff, I can't talk about It's Super, super yeah, secret shit. See- yeah, super scroll. Oh wow! Y'all are going fishing tomorrow. Yeah. Actually, we're going to see you on Monday, hopefully. Oh, you fucking
1: bastard!
0: We're just keeping everybody in suspense as far as like where you guys are located.
1: Yeah. So we just
2: suspense. uh, I used to. I don't know. There's
1: a giant kitty litter box involved.
2: There is. Yeah,
0: they're in an apartment.
2: You're in an apartment. We, we are in an apartment. <laughs> yes, thank you. thank you for the taxpayers you pay for the homeless. Yes. So oh, cheers <laughs>
1: for your taxes. I, I, bitches. Yeah. yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um,
2: I did have something and then I forgot.
1: You had something and then you really like
2: I forgot. We used to, um, I don't know if we were recording when I mentioned it, but I did have a podcast with a fellow Coastie years ago. We didn't touch anything Coast Guard related. Um, but we uh, we would call it when we were doing operations, we call it going downrange. Kind of as a jab, like <laughs> special teams we have in the coast. We'd go, yeah, we're, we're downrange right we're going now. Down range. And we're in Port Angeles, Washington. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was a, we tried, we tried to skirt around it, but if you pay attention to it, you'd figure out it's just two to three GMs sitting around talking about video games and, um, music and stuff like that. But eventually we were like fucking we just came out so to speak. So
1: <laughs> Vagos. Vagos? Vagos? And then
2: uh Yeah, and then every other show that I've been on, i just come out and they'd say it. and it's it's great when you're surrounded by a bunch of army dudes talking about stuff I'm like, I'm a coast guard I'm like
1: what are you doing the Coast Guard to get Get caught in the puddles. Like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what which. I mean.
2: That's what it starts off with, and then by the end of the show, like,
1: yeah, I should have joined. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> like. You know, then then they start drinking. They go, all right, "Let's real we'll talk." I should have <laughs> went to your guys.
1: Party. I have I have probably interacted with, let's say, a hundred individuals, and ninety percent of them are always like, actually, all of them are just big chest beaters. Like, percent of those hundred are like. You know what, man? I should join the Coast Guard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, or they'll, they'll hit you up. But like what it. was the deal? Was your IQ just too low? Uh, <laughs> lot, like,
2: find your DMs like, hey, man,
1: where's the recruiter? Like, Whoa, who's sliding in your DMs? <laughs> yeah, are they
2: God.
1: are they showing you like that that purple eggplant? The
2: They're like the winky winky mode. Yeah. yeah. God.
0: Yeah, dude. People I interact here on the civilian side, they're like, "Yeah, I'm Marine, you know, Army vet, this, that, and the other." What about you? I'm like, I'm a coastie, and honestly, like, yeah, they give me shit. But there's quite a few Marines. Almost every Marine I've met, they're like, "Yo, I've I've gone underway with the Coast Guard. Like, you guys are some awesome shit. Y'all do some hard stuff. People don't realize what you do." I'm like, <laughs> "Yep, <laughs> we get more love from the Marines, I think, than any branch that I've personally I-
2: experienced." Oh, yeah. Well, Although I, mean, I, I noticed younger Marines don't understand as much as older Marines. The older Marines are always like mad props, respect. The younger Marines usually give you a hard time until an older Marine comes over and turns the shit up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I, <that laughs> Fucking pussy, couldn't serve a real branch? Like, actually, yeah, <laughs> and then here comes Staff Sergeant. Uh, mm. The correct. So. Gun fuck you up, so I'll see y'all later.
0: <laughs> I had a, a Vietnam vet Marine. We were, I don't know where I met him, but we were talking, and he's like, I was like, you know what pisses me off is when it's like people don't hate us because we're not combat oriented, right? The air quotes, combat. He looked at me, he's like, you know what, kid? He's like, you might not be combating the enemy, but you're combating somebody else's enemy. I was like, for somebody that did a lot of SAR, I was like, eh. yeah, who in their right mind wants to go out in 10 to 20 foot seas to go help somebody? Or Hurricane Force Winds nah, is, who wants to do that crap? Yeah,
1: you know, world renowned I do. as being <laughs> mother nature. She's a bitch.
0: Mother, yeah. If you if you think you're gonna beat Mother Nature, you're sorely mistaken. Hey, that falls into the giving Mother Nature the middle finger title that you threw at me. Hell yeah. I think you're honest something. Wow. Mark
2: <laughs> I actually put fortunate enough to share a beer with a uh, Coast Guard combat vet from Vietnam. No shit. Uh, we were, when I was at, out in Port Angeles and they had the Vietnam, the mobile Vietnam wall going around, yeah. and we did the Color Guard event for them and uh, all the other members of the Color Guard team were like, oh, we're going home, but I was like, I'm going to take this opportunity. And uh, he was a... Became a YN a eventually, but I think during the war, he was a fireman or a seaman or something. And he was on one of the 82s that went over water Squadron 1. Oh, wow. Um, so he had stories of, you know, he was, I don't think he was there, but he was in theater for the Point Welcome event when the Air Force, you know, mistook us and decided that we were a target. Uh, he was there for that. Kind of, you know, seeing that perspective from an actual combat vet, um, I've been fortunate enough to handle some of the guns that we had captured from Vietnam, brought them back from Squadron 1. Mm. So that that's usually a go-to. Uh, the team that I'd coached at the academy was the combat arms team. And I always brought up stories about Coast Guard going to war. And I always told the students, I says, we have been to war before. We will go to war again. Um, and just always remember that in the back of your mind, that we need a small percentage of our force to do that, that mission, um, whether it's shipboard. Or as much as we make fun of our larpers, our professional larpers, it's good to have that capability. Will we be the first team to get called up? No, but it would be nice to have that capability to go and do, uh, do direct action. And we're
1: to. we're really good experts at at what we do. Yeah. Uh, the the first time I was over uh, we were we were going up to the northern Arabian Gulf and guarding Abot and Chaos. They're these two oil terminals off the. Uh, Coast of Iraq. And we're really good at running small boats and getting them up close and doing boardings. And we would we would sweep a tanker, like a big-ass oil tanker, like Exxon Valdez size, stem to stern, top to bottom in two hours. And we've looked at everything. And then we're off to the next one. Hmm. Doing sweeps. Doing sweeps. Um, that we're so good at uh, our small boat operation that we we sent a team up to uh damn so the most southern port in Iraq.
0: I'm gonna Google this because it's annoying me that you can't remember. <laughs>
1: oh God. I should I should remember I was there. Um, but we or they the 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 Coast Guard ended up training the hundred and first on how to drive small boats. Like little twenty five foot Boston whalers. Like, hey guys, don't fucking put a parachute on it. It won't fucking fly. All right. But we're we're so good at our crap. It's it's the reason why we deploy so far away because we know how to do our job. We're, we're always constantly doing our job. You know, the Army is always training for their job. Marine Corps is always training for their job. Every, everyone's always like doing these, you know, hey, we're going out in the field for a week. Why? Oh, just for training. Was it Um Kazar? god damn it. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. And, Which was the coldest beer south of back. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, um, like we're always doing our job. Like we're we're never just training. We're 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 doing.
0: It. It's every day. It's excuse me. Well if you're deployed or not, if you're stateside, like every day you're doing the mission. You're not waiting for wartime. It's every freaking day. And um were you with us, Drew? I don't know if we had this conversation. Were you with us? We we're doing a offshore boarding in Sabine and uh we got sucked up under the deep draft in the forty one? No.
1: No, you, you told me about that.
0: No. Yeah, that was that was uh, fun.
1: That was fun. <laughs> that was uh, at Helmers?
0: No. Stu was what? Stu was a qualified coxswain. And then we had a break-in coxswain uh making the approach to get the boarding team off. And it was a mm-hmm. car it was one of those car carrier ships, it was very boxy the whole. Oh yeah. And uh next thing I remember yeah. I was leaning up on the oh, yeah. they're huge. Yeah, I went. Uh, I was leaning up on the starboard 41, the, the rail on the aft. It was a starboard handrail or whatever the hell it's called now. And I just yeah. remember looking up and looking up and looking up. And all of a sudden, we're like almost under the belly of this thing. And I jumped in the pilot house, put my head in my hands. I'm like, we're done. Like, we're turning into sushi, man. I heard glass shatter. The guys are yelling. And Stu ended up getting us out of there. But we ended up uh, breaking the VHF antenna in half. That was the glass we busted. Some welds oh. on the handrails. We pivoted off the damn uh, what the fuck is it called the pilot house? I'm forgetting all the jargon now. It's been it's been a while. But we pivoted because the rail went all the way up the pilot house, and we pivoted off of that to get out. And pilot uh,
1: ladder. The the Acon ladder. Yeah,
0: yeah. But either way, it just. I don't know how anybody, we we didn't lose anybody overboard or hurt somebody because that was, that was, that was, that one sucked.
2: (laughs) What's up with breaking coxswains trying to kill people? Because both times I died on a 110 was from a breaking coxswain. Still a good buddy. Hey, but good Lord, man. If you don't release the sea painter and you pull away, that shit brings you right back to where you (laughs) were. Really. (laughs) Yeah, the boat came back.
1: The
2: boat came back. Or, or, but if you run over a lobster trap line and tangle up your engines and in five footers, your okay. engine cuts off and then all the water comes into your boat as it comes over the side and you're bailing it out
1: with your helmet and shit and uh, you know, just chaos ensues. Now, I've been wrapped up in so many goddamn close calls. I can't even count them. But mm-hmm. after every single one, so fucking alive. Yeah. Like <laughs> woo. <laughs> <laughs> woo! Like just oh, like all that drilling, pumping through you, and then you crash. And you're like, yeah. Oh, I feel like shit. I, I can't tell long about this. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, we if had I, some.
1: Good tell. Ones. Him, yeah, mad. freak out. She'll be madder than a T-Rex trying to turn off a fucking ceiling fan.
0: <laughs> T-Rex hates pushups. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> push-ups and hand grenades.
0: Oh, shit. Well, I mean, we could wrap up or keep shooting the shit. As far as the podcast is concerned, I don't really care. I think we got a good bit of uh, what it looks like on the inside. And here's the thing for my listeners, like it's, this isn't like, hey, this is a Coast Guard problem. This is a this is a military problem across the board. You know, it's a first responder problem. It is it is a human problem. This is all everyone of all walks of life and demographics. And, um, man, you're not alone. And we keep saying that, and we keep saying it's okay to not be okay, but it's true. And, oh, do you guys watch, um, excuse me. I got a little gossip for you that's related to this. I just found out. And I don't really like to engage in gossip, but this is kind of juicy. What's his name? (laughs) Todd Chrisley. That's his name. You know the, the Chrisley Knows Best TV show? Yeah, I didn't know it either until this year. Anyhow, it's a family, and the dad and the kids, and the dad's, like, very anal. Like, it always has to be his way, but the family is always pushing back, and there's an old lady, his mom, that gives him shit. <laughs> 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 what? I, I knew it. I was,
1: was like, this childish motherfucker's going, hmm Yeah. yeah. Was
0: well, that um, you? Is that you?
1: <laughs> you'll find out in
2: post-production. You'll figure it out. Yeah. Oh,
1: <laughs>
0: well, anyhow, this is not the happy side of it. I guess Todd and his daughter Savannah um, responded to a call. Savannah's ex fiance was about to take himself out, like with a he had a handgun, whole nine yards. And it and long story short, the kid survived thankfully. But TMZ was like really quick to try to break the story all for money. Like, they wanted to, like, create their own narrative for clicks and all this crap for money. And the Crisley family came out with her ex-fiance that almost attempted and was like, no, like, this is some basically bullshit. You know, calling out TMZ and the media and all these people who would rather report about the kid trying to kill himself rather than, hey, thank God he's alive and try to get money off this shit. I wanted to bring that up because this podcast and here, (laughs) we don't have any sponsors, believe it or not. And the more I think about it, I don't want sponsors. We don't want to make a penny off of people's stories. I think it's horseshit and bullshit. So we're going to be the sponsor of this podcast. But with that, I just wanted to say, like, what are your thoughts around the media and or just anybody that's willing to take your story or somebody's like hurt and just try to twist it for their gain. What's your, what's your, what are your thoughts on that?
1: I'm well, just... it, I guess it really depends on how important you are.
0: I mean, everybody's important. Oh well,
1: yeah. Everyone, but at, to what extent? When, when Robin Williams died, that exploded and it's still exploding. You know, there, there's still people there, yeah. you know, back to Romulus. because he's a famous individual. He affected so many lives. Okay. But he's one of thousands of people that committed suicide that year. Yeah, I get it. Yes, he, he was a great individual and he's raging with the lyrics. I love, I personally love the. He did more for troops than, than I can even think of. Well, bias. Yeah. Pop uh, No. <laughs> fuck Pop fuck uh, I was going to say, uh, go, go lieutenant Dan, man. Uh, Gary, oh, Gary Smith, yeah. yeah, that guy, too. Yeah. We, Rocks uh, hard. And he's a killer. Um,
0: That's my goal but, to get him on the show, just so you know.
1: Really, mm-hmm. I'll tell, I'm
0: gonna have to tell you in post because I can't quite tell the listeners yet what, what I'm working on. I,
1: I would love, I would love to just like tell that man like personally, bro. Like you, you, you rock, bro. Uh, but no, like I think it really de- it it sounds jacked up. But it really depends on like how famous you are or how important you are. <laughs> really. Measures your life and and when you commit suicide, kind of like, oh, they checked out. They were such a strong individual and they did it? Yeah. Happened to literally anyone, you asshole.
2: Uh, They're they're celebrities, but they're not superhuman. Yeah. They're still people. They still have things that they don't talk about, that they don't want the public to know, especially comedians. That's why a comedian is except the way for they are. they're not really right, people. Well, okay, <laughs> but but comedians in particular are very vulnerable to that because they're. I mean, I don't want to say if they're covering something up. They don't want people to feel the way that they feel. Well, yeah, I think comedians are probably more susceptible to suicide because com- comedians and uh, they have singers of grunge bands because the only one that's still standing is Eddie rest of them have died from drug overdose or suicide. Well, it, you're in a constant well, world of making people feel better. Oh, come on.
0: Well, they were talking about comedians. If you think about it, when you go see a comedian, what are they doing? They're bashing the shit out yeah. of themselves.
1: Well, But comedians are... they Their gimmick or their, their job is to make you laugh, mm-hmm. to give you enjoyment.
0: But oh. it, at whose expense, though? Yeah, well... It's not yours. When,
1: when <clears throat> you're constantly living for someone else, giving someone else enjoyment, well, what's left over for you, bud? <clears throat>
2: you're
1: just feeding it all out for everyone else. I mean, granted, at a price, but... Right. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're giving out all your joy to someone else. There's none left over for you.
0: I just feel like we are... I feel like we've missed the mark as people, as a society, when we look up to celebrities and we are crushed or we are like automatically in depression because they die or whatever reason. And to some, I mean, granted, there are some celebrities that are heroes to people and I I get that. But then the idolization where that it's just like, oh, my God. But, dude, it's like, what about your kids? What about your wife or your husband? What about the people in your own home? Would you feel the same way if something happened to them? And unfortunately, there's people that will be like, nope, because they idolize this person so freaking much. Like their world is over when they die, depending on how they die. Like Betty White or Bob Saget. I wonder how many freaking people have like considered taking themselves out because they've lost these idols. And I'm like, dude, we are so twisted. We are so just and it's not them. It's the fact that no one's given them a safe place to just love themselves for i don't fucking know dude i'm I'm on a freaking soapbox i'm gonna get off real quick i don't
2: know well that's like (laughs) Chester bennington (laughs) the left road for what they believe is he finally committed suicide because not a month or two earlier chris cornell did and they were very close um i don't really the only celebrity i'll admit it the only celebrity that i was like holy shit really kind of affected affected me because again i was single at the time and everything was Chris Cornell killing himself, you know, because I respect him as a musician, you know, because of him, he influenced a lot of the music scene that I, that yeah. I enjoyed. A lot of bands that I know, they were formed because of, of interactions with him. Whereas Bennington, I'm not a fan of playing the park. So I was like, eh, big deal, but it's, it's true. People can go, if that person can do it, then so can I.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which kind of goes back you to know? the whole, like, man, if they if they checked out, do I have a chance?
2: Right, It's yeah. giving
0: them permission to check out.
2: It does. It kind of says, it's okay. You can do it, too. <sighs>
0: that's, that's scary.
2: And it also gives them a roadmap because then they can see how the ripple effect of that person, then they know, okay, so this is what's going to happen to my family, my friends, this is how they're going to feel. And then at that point, there's no more mystery. In your mind, it's like, oh, this is how it's going to play out. I have the playbook. <laughs> um, yeah, they'll get over it eventually. I- but-
0: I just wonder. I wonder if, in a twisted way, like they see the family mourn and they they really loved him. Like if they check themselves out, if then they'll they think like, oh, then my family's gonna love me. It's, yeah, I want, you know. No. There's just that really weird thing that our mind does, you know. Yeah. Uh, dude, scary or man! I pray for everybody bro- right now.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Uh, just the brain the way in which it works. How it? Oh, I thought
2: you were talking about that shower trip you keep doing
1: every Thursday. <laughs> oh, no, no.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't want to know. Well, I mean,
1: it is I why? Uh, God. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> asses and all. That. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: all right. Well, do you guys have any last words for our listeners, or any words of encouragement, or just? Anything you want to tell them?
2: Don't do drugs. Stay in school. Or if you do drugs, Stop, stay in school. Stop, don't drink and really drive, right. Don't drink, drive. Drink. And, drink, and drink <laughs> do the watermelon <laughs> drive.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, so. if you don't listen drink, to me,
2: no. don't listen. to right. so.
1: Yeah, yeah. One of those. If
2: you do drugs, do the good ones. Don't be a pussy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> weed's okay. <laughs> On the earth, it's all right. <laughs>
0: Oh my god!
1: Uh. Um, yeah, yeah. Drive. I just can't get pulled over. That's, that's, that's true. That's true. Oh, just uh, yeah. I will t- tell you this. They're joking, kind of. Um, not really. What?
0: I said they're joking, kind of. Not really.
1: Oh. No, serious talk. Real, real talk. Um, you're not weak you're not you're not you're not pussy you're not anything other than just trying to seek help seeking help is like gathering knowledge and knowledge is power and bros and brolets you not weak for saying hey i tap out i can't do this on my own i need some fucking help that's all it is. I just need some help. Not saying that someone else is going to take that burden from you. You're still going to have to put in the work. You're going to have to do it, you damn self. But you you can't do it completely on your own. You know, seek help. It, it's It's easy to do. It's not easy to accomplish. Like, there's numbers out there. Pick up, pick up the phone, pound them in. But actually being able to do those actions is very strong. So you're not weak by doing that. And I wish a lot of people in my life had the strength to to cowboy up and do that.
2: And for me, the, the advice that I kind of like the last straw advice that I give to people. Is even in the darkest moments, the worst pain emotionally that I've felt in my life, at least I was alive to experience the pain. Mm -hmm. If you experience the pain, you're still alive and you're still in it. As soon as you check out and you no longer feel the pain, you can't come back.
1: This is a one-time
2: shot. Um, So I take comfort and it's counter to a lot of what people feel, but I take comfort in feeling the pain and experiencing it, whether it's emotional or physical, because at least I'm alive to experience it, because I have friends, whether it's suicide, accidents. uh, I have a good friend of mine who was a cop in San Marcos, Texas. He was a reservist. Coastie, who I interact with um, at Deepwater Horizon, served a warrant on his day off and is no longer with us. And every day I remember, I think, at least I'm alive to feel the pain because Ken can't anymore. He didn't have the choice. Dude, that's pretty sick. So that's that's just what yeah. I do. I go. At least I'm alive to feel the pain. I I totally get behind that. <clears throat>
0: Holy crap! I'd say that's giving mother f- nature. I I am not Suck crying. <laughs> <laughs> really? Ugh, I'm not crying. For those that are still with us listening to these knuckleheads, I am not crying. You'll know what I'm crying. And I will be more than happy to show you what that looks like. I uh, No, I was writing down Ken's name because I'm in Texas and I was like, Ken San Marcos. Like, what are you talking about? So I wonder if we have mutual friends.
2: Yes, Kenneth Copeland uh, passed away in 2017 in November of 2017. Kenneth Copeland? NF Copeland. He was oh, a reserve. Jesus, I he know was that a- name. I met him. He was a PS1 because they were still in existence. Um, was on the day off trying to get. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I think it was November. I guess. I think it was November, December of 2017. Uh, was assisting with a domestic abuse warrant in San Marcos. And he was the first San Marcos police officer killed in the line of duty. And unfortunately, two years later, they had their second. Um, shortly after that, a younger officer, Ken, was a man of I think he had five kids and a wife. Like, Jesus. yeah, you know, hey, dude, couldn't pull out a he fucking was, driveway. He was a man of God. He believed Shut it. Uh, I, I only knew Ken for two months, but it was very apparent that his family was number one, and and he would get it off his back for anybody.
0: I know that so, name. I know. I don't. I I just saw his picture. I don't recognize him, but I know that name, and I don't know I why that. or where I know it from.
1: Actually, yeah. didn't know any of that. Wow,
0: that's crazy. Yeah, my family's all like law enforcement. My brother-in-law is a state trooper out here in Texas. Former Navy veteran, stepdad's a retired chief of police. Like, it's just God dang, dude. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do some digging on him. I th- I know that name from yeah. somewhere.
2: I know the guy that uh, he was going, arrest, was going to trial, but I have not been able to find out any results of that trial. And I've contemplated contacting the, uh, the department down there and, you know, using my credentials and saying, hey, I'm a law enforcement officer, too. Quote, unquote, can I get the case file? It should be a, it should I, be
0: a public I, record, though. If anything's come but, of it, it should be public record.
2: Yeah. Uh it should. Um I just find although I do um, another podcast I've been a part of for a, I come into it every once in a while. Um that guy's brother who runs that whole podcast is an EMT down there, so I kind of have a way of maybe leveraging that. Well
0: keep me posted on that. I'm curious. I'm very curious. But with that, I think we're gonna sign off with our listeners. You guys hang out with me. And uh, yeah, so thank y'all for being on and staying up late because I know it's getting late up there. Ish. Yeah,
2: yeah, is very it, late. Yeah,
0: was yes. it like ten?
2: <laughs> yeah. I got church tomorrow morning, so yeah, I better. Uh, I better you to,
0: better go get some sleep,
2: dude.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: oh my god, all the prayer like an hour, or so yeah, actually <laughs> nice know the
0: my god all right well let me sign off so thank you guys again for being here it was a blast
1: it was a pleasure of course
0: well there you have it guys shenanigans with drew tj and pam this was just a one-off show that we just wanted to get out there because a lot of our content is hard so we like to have some fun episodes but we also want to have some insightful episodes and i would i would imagine this was pretty damn insightful so um stick around we got some really cool guests still coming up i'm working on some bigger guests stay tuned for that and make sure you subscribe hit the notification bell all that crazy fun like logistical crap that you're supposed to do to help me get some numbers so all right guys i'll see you later and peace out